Hello, everybody out there in Twitter land. Um, hopefully my co-host hops on here in the next few seconds. Um, but welcome to the Writer's Block. I'm really excited about this week's topic. We're going to chat everything related to querying. And especially since we had the suggestion last week, we're going to talk about how hard it is in the query trenches and what we can do to kind of make that less daunting and maybe even, dare I say, manageable, pleasant. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, chat through a few things that are going to help you if you are querying currently, uh, things that you can do to help take the stress off, to make it less of an ego bruise when you get a rejection or you get a, hey, you know what? I love it, but it's not for me. Those are so hard to jump in on, and it's uh, it's going to be something that you have to deal with with querying, but not something that you have to um, not something that you have to be super stressed over. Brandon, it's great to see you. Uh, I just was kind of talking through what we'll be discussing tonight with querying, and we're uh, going to say hi to everyone. Well, hello, everyone, and it's, uh, I guess, nice to see you, although we're not seeing each other, but I know what you mean. Perfect. <laughs> I would hope so. So, Brandon, how's your week been? It's been busy. I just, uh, yeah, I've just been real busy. Um... Got really, I'm getting really far on my, my latest work in, in progress, but I came up with a new idea today and, uh, you know, just when you, <laughs> I hate when you get a new book idea and you just want to jump into it, but you're, you're like, no, I need to finish the one I'm working on first. <laughs> so if I remember correctly, Brandon, you, uh, might have a few projects going at the same time already <laughs> so i don't think it matters that much I, that you have another I one think, uh right now i currently have over 20 works in progress but they're not actively working on a lot of them right now but they're, they're awesome, all book ideas so i'm like 20 seems a bit much <laughs> It is it is a bit much, but I I know your work ethic and I know you can handle well, that. So well just finish one at a time, right? My goal this year is to get finish. two published yeah. and we'll go from there. So perfect. Yes. So as a learning point, because I always like to teach people new things and help inspire them, I'm always like to catch Jake off with the start of the show with something that he has no clue what I'm gonna hit him with. And I and Jake, did you remind everybody this is open forum and you can all chime in if you want to. If you'd like to speak, please request. I have not yet. Well, but uh, y'all are welcome to talk. That's what we're here for. Yeah, just just go ahead and uh, request to speak, and we'll pop you right in. Yes, there. definitely. So tonight, <laughs> I and I want to talk about this just because it's and it's a growing genre. It's still fairly new. And I want to get your insight into it. Um, so it is erotica. How worried should I be about this? <laughs> I love that you didn't even get that out. And I was like, it's erotica. <laughs> but not only okay, is it er erotica. not only is it erotica, it is dinosaur erotica. Oh no. Oh my, my gosh. Are you going are you with this talking about... I think you're going with this? I just want to get everyone everyone's opinion on this. Just let's just throw that out there. We'll spend a couple of minutes talking about that because I know with the publishing that's going to be a big chunk. Um, so what what do we think about that? Jake, let's start with you, and then we'll go with everybody else. Okay. So frankly, anybody can like whatever they want. This is definitely not a genre that I picture myself writing in. Um. But I know that there's a market out there for stuff like this. So I think my biggest kind of thought or takeaway from that is, is for those authors that can do that and do it well and not just 
gag or laugh their heads off while they're writing, <laughs> more power to them. I am so proud of you. And for those people that read it, you know, you're good. Don't good worry. on you, right? Good on you. Good on you. Yes, good on you. So, okay, well, let's open it up to everybody else. Midori, you seem like you have a very strong opinion about that, which I love a person with a strong opinion. Uh, thanks. I don't know that's going to come back to bite me at some point. <laughs> uh, I, I was initially going to say I'm not going to dignify that with a response, but it, it, <laughs> I mean, I kind of put you on the spot. Like, well, I thought you were going to come out with something like, you know, did you know it's illegal to put pineapple on pizza in Florence or something like that? <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, let's touch base on that real quick. Pineapple doesn't belong on pizza to begin with. Brandon. Very different oh on that. Gosh. That's all we're going to say about it, and then we'll move on. But, <laughs> um, Anyways, what I was about to say is, I mean, if you want to write that, more power to you, I guess. Just don't force me to read it. I, I, <laughs> I only heard about this like a couple weeks ago, and I'm still processing as to how that's a thing. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a very it's growing very rapidly, and I don't. I'm noticing. I I yeah I don't find it's not my thing. Yeah, same here. I will not write erotica. That's a very I don't want to get into that's erotica. A very just... specific genre, like yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. That's that's all yeah. I'm gonna say. <laughs> all we have to say is yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what else is there to say after that? It you you just heard. I mean, literally, when you said dinosaur erotica just now, I kind of just went. Uh, excuse me <laughs> this is yeah. why I like to bring up random subjects because you don't know what you're get, gonna get and as authors we need to learn to pivot very quickly sometimes and it's a learning point okay I will make a note of that because let's face it I I definitely need to be better with quick fire so <laughs> <laughs> all part of the game alright did you want to chime in on that I mean, <laughs> everybody's got a thing. Yeah, everybody's got <laughs> a thing. That's the perfect way to put it. Yes, yes, definitely. All um, right, well, we spent a couple minutes on that. Let's move on to the thick of it, and let's do this. Now, Jake, you're going to be taking the lead on this one, because I know absolutely nothing about querying for agents and publishers. So let's, I, I guess, where do you start? <laughs> um, the first thing to do is to write a book. That oh, is, okay. That is okay. The so that's arguably the most important step. Yes, ah, I would agree with that. Um, basically, once you have your book, once you've decided that it has been through however many beta readers, however many critique partners, however many editors that you feel that book needs. And if you want to go the traditional publishing route, you are then going to start the querying process. And a lot of people in the writing realm call it the querying trenches because it is literally like being at war and it is sometimes the most hard and awful thing you will do. I'm okay. I just want to point out the cricket in the background. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I, I, I literally I, do have crickets in the background. Um, good on you. Okay, so write a book, step one, right? Write a book, step one. Write a book, get it. And, and, and it's, so is it best to have it basically done or like it's ready to go? The ideal is to have a big concept and to have it as ready to go as you possibly can. Okay. The okay. more work that you do ahead of the game, the less work that the agent has to put in to help you get ready to go on then and go on submissions with publishers. And basically that's like where your agent queries publishing houses. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So what's the next step after you, like, how do you find those and I'm obviously you do research of you know that's three fourths that's a good chunk of our jobs how do you find out when to do their submission submissions and etc okay so submissions are, are querying agents agents can be open or closed to queries and the best place to find out what an agent 
if an agent is open or not, is to go to the agency website. Finding really solid quality agencies or agents in that case um, is really important. There are some, you know, not so savory people out there that are not, you know, the best um the best at what they're supposed to be doing. And so doing your research, doing your homework about the agents that you want to query is also a big part of this. So like, excuse me, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, let's clarify that. What do you mean about the agents? Like what, what's like, are they, uh, what do they look for? What genres do they like? What do you mean by that? So basically, when you're trying to find an agent that works for you, that works for the book that you are trying to query, and this is where it gets a little complicated because most of us, um, I'm sure, are really interested in publishing more than one book. Now, for some authors, that means that you stay in the same genre, you stay kind of in this in in your lane, so to speak. But there are a lot of writers, myself included. <laughs> who like to genre hop and like to hop through the age categories. Um, I have a picture book all the way up through adult right now. And so I have to find an agent that is willing to represent all of those. Hey, Jake, if you like to genre hop, does that mean we'll get a horror book out of you at some point? <laughs> please, um, please say yes. But his <laughs> horror book would be like, oh, no. That's like, that's <laughs> oh, no. Listen here, you. <laughs> I will have you know that my friend M is on here, and M has actually. Oh, she just left us. That's okay. Anyway, she has That's actually. Because she was like, no, he's. Lying. Oh, she's there. The close. <laughs> M's read the closest thing that I have to a horror book, and it's kind of a murder mystery thriller. Ooh. And it's it is the hardest thing that I have ever had to write. Oh gosh. It was so out of my comfort zone. But that's good. Yeah. That's good for you to push yourself as a, as a uh, get out of your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely yeah. think that as artists, we have to constantly push ourselves and grow. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Yes, for sure. So, M's jumping on. Um, oh. M, do you have anything to say about Jake's quote-unquote horror writing? Uh. <laughs> Well, I keep, I keep getting knocked off, so I'm not sure you can hear me. Yes, yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. Um, so I'm not quite sure what happened in the last 20 seconds. It bumped me off. I had to jump back on, so I'm, I apologize for that. I heard where Jake was saying that I'd read his horror book. That's the end of it. The closest thing the closest thing that I am getting to horror as a writer. <laughs> it was, let's just say, that was the fastest beta read I've ever done. And I told him that. Uh, it, it, it took me less than four days. Which is incredible. That's and I was quick. so grateful for it. I have had beta reads that I have had to snail crawl through because I dread them so bad. And the one I'm presently on is on day 31. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and it goes back to your first topic. It was written by Amanda, and it was just, it's not dinosaur erotica, but it is erotica, and it is bad. Uh, oh, see, part of me was hoping you'd be like, it was dinosaur erotica. <laughs> I, I would have lost I it. <laughs> that with a 10-foot <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay all right well now that we've established jake is a good horror writer well so, i mean he 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 has a writing style that is unique and that i think I is what compliment. very very much so because as we're talking about querying can i jump in here jake oh yeah for sure you really need those first 10 pages you have to have those first 10 pages that grab a reader's attention, period, the end. I mean, you get three things in a query. You get your query letter. If they make it past your query letter, you get the synopsis. If they make it through that, you get them reading 10 pages. 10, that's all you get. 
and I have and some and some of them are even five. <laughs> I am presently represented, and I've been through it, and I've gotten some great feedback, and I've gotten some really bad feedback. So you get basically if you query normal agents, you get. 10 pages. I have been requested to send three chapters, which is a lot for an agent. But um, those 10 pages, they have to be perfect. They can't have any errors. You can't have, you know, because they are looking for any reason that they can to reject you. And not that they're mean, but they have so many hundreds of queries come into their inboxes every Before single lunch. month. Before lunch. Yeah. I mean, I spoke to agents who say they get four or 500 queries before lunch. Which is just insane to think about. And it's not that agents are the bad guys. They really are not. They are trying to do the best job that they can to find stories and authors that they feel that they can represent well. Absolutely. And sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes that means you get five pages or 10 pages or three chapters. And I'd like to reiterate those pages, those first pages have to be on point. <laughs> if they are not, it is going to be very hard for that agent to say, wow, this is a story that I'm really interested in. Or, wow, this is an author who is really going places. So, Jake, in your experience, I actually have a question about this. What would you say yeah. would fit the criteria of what they're looking for in an author that they can represent or a story that they can represent? Maybe it might vary from agent to agent or publisher to publisher. But, you know, I keep thinking of a friend of mine um, who has a novel. It's all set to go. But she had been querying and getting it looked at for years and years. And she's still couldn't really land any hits. So now she's trying alternative routes. So I'm wondering if there was something that might, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, um, I just wonder if there was something that either she missed or just something that she didn't know about, or just, I don't know. So my biggest question would be, has your friend been getting personalized feedback? Yes. Okay. Perfect. And what are the, what, do you know the details of kind of the feedback that, that they've been getting? Not completely. No. The last okay. uh, rejection I heard about was that, you know, we, we know this took a lot of courage for you to put this out there, but we just don't think this is the right fit for us. Yeah. And that can be it. Unfortunately, it's going to boil down to a timing. And what I mean by that is not, um, you know, which day of the week you send in a query letter, but there are trends that happen in traditional publishing. And maybe you have written the very best uh, portal fantasy in the entire world, but right now portal fantasies are kind of on the slow end or they've got too many of them. And hmm. so when that happens, it's a struggle for authors because they get these these rejections and they're saying, oh, my story sucks. I can't write. This is horrible. You know, you have all these horrible thoughts running through your head of that, that are really just, they're not personal. And that's the thing that yeah. it's the biggest takeaway is that it's not personal when an agent says no thanks. It's okay. just not the story that they can represent. So for your friend especially if they've been querying for years, my biggest thing would be keep working on the next thing. Hmm. Because maybe this book that you have, that, that you've written, and if they've been querying for years um, and they're getting feedback, it might be the first 10 pages, it might be the first 50 pages that the, the, they're just not connect, the agents just aren't connecting to. Hmm. And... Uh, that can be really frustrating to go back through and back through and back through until you're so sick and tired of your own writing. Um, <laughs> but at some point, the, the work is good. The query is good. The work is good. And it might just not be the right agent or the right time. 
for your mm. story. And when that happens, like Brandon said, you need to be able to pivot. You have to be able to step back and say, okay, well, this isn't working. So what's my next step? So yeah. my biggest encouragement for your friend would be to write the next thing. Yeah, that's actually not bad advice. And she is trying more independent outlets at this point. So she is definitely going to get the story out there at some point. I just, I'm not completely sure on the timeline at this point, but she's, she's getting it out one way or another. That's awesome. Um, one other question, Majority, with that is, yeah. does, is she looking at self-publishing or indie publishing, or is she looking at querying small presses to see if they would have interest? Um, I think she has been looking at small presses. I don't think she's going traditional and in that sort of sense, at least, but I know she was looking at small agents and small publishers. Awesome. And that is a great way to go. If you are struggling in the deep end of the pool, so to speak, with agents that have been around for 20 years, and unless you have the next greatest hit, they're not looking at it. A lot mm -hmm. of times you can find a smaller press or a smaller publisher and they have open queries uh, where you don't have to have an agent to query them. The great part about a small press is that you end up having a lot of support. They are really, really there to back their authors um, and they really believe in, in what you've written and the story that you have, which is really yeah. important. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, and here's another thing. I've got um, one of my critique partners just received a uh, rewrite and resubmit from an agent who is a junior agent right now. Um, or, or, uh, and so she was talking to me about that. And frankly, I love junior agents. I love agents that are just starting out because they are so eager to find something that is going to help make their career just as much as it's going to help you. Hmm. So from, from my perspective, I don't think it's a bad idea to query small presses, small agencies, as long as they have a good track record or yeah. in the case of junior agents um, or agents that are just starting out, if they have a quality agency backing them up, where they will have mentorship while they're learning how to do it, that is ideal. You get the benefit of these agents that have been working around for 10, 15, 20 years, but you get it with somebody who doesn't already have 40 people on their client list. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. I'm actually really glad I jumped into this because I'm likely not going to have the same experience everybody has because I'm going full independent with my work. Awesome. Um, so I, I won't have, at least for the foreseeable future, an, an agent or a publishing press. I actually did reach out to one small press to say, hey, you know, is this something you want to carry? And they just said, you know, we're, we're not opposed to it, but now's not the right time. And which is understandable because I yeah. have a very non-traditional medium uh, that I write with. So go and, figure and that. I, go that's ahead. That's awesome. I was just going to say that that's great. I love the fact that you have really grasped the idea that it's not a standard medium. And because of that, it might be a little bit more difficult. But difficult does not mean impossible. Yeah. And, you know, the whole reason that for those of you that don't know, I, uh, Jake, you have kids. Do they like anime by chance? So I have my daughter has a friend who is obsessed with anime so anytime <laughs> the she goes over to his house she watches anime for hours and afterwards I'm like did you enjoy that like was that okay um and most of the time she's like I really started to get the story and I was really enjoying it so yeah I've I've been a fan of anime and manga my whole life so that's ultimately what I'm writing for awesome um, but, you know, and the, the whole reason I haven't gone, you know, it's a long story as to why I went independent. But case in point, there were a lot of ethical issues within the American anime industry that came up within the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's just stuff I can't support personally. So 
I just want to make sure that I'm distributing it to a wider audience and it's material that they can feel comfortable getting their hands on, basically. And here's the thing that I would love to point out. I am going the traditional route. I'm working on getting an agent. And Brandon has gone completely indie. He's gone and published his own books. Like it sounds like you're doing Midori. Yeah. Um, and there is not a wrong way to get your book to the world. I agree. Both ways are so valid. And I wish, uh, I wish more people in the writing industry would understand that. Yeah, I agree. You know, you got to work with, you have to go with what works for you. You know, I have my reasons for going indie. Others may have their reasons for going traditional. And you know what? Both of them are okay. You know, you got to work with what works for you. Absolutely. Um, we kind of veered way off track there. And that's totally kosher. No, no, no. That's, that is the whole, that's what I'm trying to say. That is the whole entire point of the writer's block is to get <laughs> people speaking to each other and talking through ideas and veering off track so that we are like, 90 degrees or 180 degrees from where we started and that's what we want to do is keep a conversation going yes <laughs> yes that's all brandon has to say is yes i just i just want to chime in on midori's and then i'm going to lead into another question midori if you're going to go traditional or uh independent just be prepared that you're going to do a lot of marketing so you have to learn how to create videos and create all of your own marketing stuff yeah, I'm kind of learning that the hard way right now. <laughs> I, I would recommend getting on uh, Canva. You can make videos on there, and it makes it real simple. That's how I create all my videos. And Yeah, I actually have Canva. And yeah. I actually did get some voiceover work done from a good friend of mine, uh, Brian Vaughn. Nice. Uh, he is a voice actor, and he'll do, like, commercial stuff. So if you need, like, some voice acting for anything done, just go talk to him. Brian Vaughn oh. VA on Twitter. Okay. And... I do need to get that video going. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But yeah, I have I have used Canva. Perfect. Yeah, that's where I do all my stuff. And I think that helps out a lot. So yeah. I definitely recommend that. Um, so let's I, I want to go back to and these might sound like dumb questions, but I want to make sure I understand. I think just in general, people want to understand. So when it comes to your first 10 pages. Um, is that double spaced? Is that not double? How, like, what do you, what's considered the first quote unquote 10 pages? Okay. So, especially, Brandon, I know that you hate double space. And I hate, I, I hate double space. I hate it. <laughs> so, and especially if you're formatting a book like on Amazon or something and you're going the indie route, you are not going to use these guidelines. These guidelines are specifically if you are querying an agent or a publisher. Um, and it boils down to the standard one inch margins, double spaced, Times New Roman, 12 point font. Uh, and up in the, on your header, you need to have the page number, uh, ideally the title of your book and the, and your last name. Um, and the first 10 pages, a lot of agents will let you send in a tiny bit more if you have if the chapter ends like on page 11 um but the ideal is just to send in the first 10 pages and that's something that a lot of new authors struggle with because they say well the first 10 pages aren't the exciting part or it's not my favorite part um hate to break it to you but if you can't catch them with the first 10 pages they're never gonna make it to the exciting part or the best part or 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 the best of anything right and so like em was saying those first 10 pages have to be polished okay. there's no real wiggle room for mistakes or grammatical errors they have to be in such perfect wonderful condition that even your high school english teacher would smile okay okay so now so, going back to RSU, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, like, I've, I'm still working on my first book, but it's almost done. Um, but I Yay. have done a lot of, like, <laughs> uh, thank you. But I've done a lot of digging into, like, how a lot of these people do queries and stuff like that. So I have a little bit of insight as to what I'm expecting. But I treat it like I would a job interview. First impressions are everything. 
Absolutely. So, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I, after learning what I learned, I went back and I went over my first, like my entire first chapter. I added in a lot of stuff. I took a lot of stuff out. And I like super polished my first chapter. <laughs> awesome. And, and that's the best but, way to go. Yeah. And then everything after that is kind of eh, hit or miss. But, <laughs> but I'll get to that later. <laughs> let's, let's hope we get around to polishing that up a little bit more before we really jump into the query trenches. Yeah. But uh, I love the fact that you have already started doing research. And like Brandon said, research is so important in this. Research helps you find the correct agent and agencies to query. They are also going to help you to understand if an agent has a pretty full list and is not taking on new clients as frequently. It's going to help you understand that, you know, this person might represent fantasy, but they hate portal fantasy and they, they don't want to touch that. But they are also looking for urban fantasy and, you know, there's all the little ifs, ands, and buts that you've got to kind of navigate through to start building a list of agents that you would like to query. Jake, can I tag on to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I received, like, immediate uh, rejects rejections, like the first 12 queries that I sent out and I discovered a little tool called Query Tracker. I love Query Tracker so much. Query Tracker actually when I went back in to my rejections, nine out of the twelve that I had queried were closed queries. So save yourself a lot of heartache because if they're closed queries, it's an automatic rejection. Yeah, they will not even look at it. You will be sent just an automatic no thanks, even though that agent might be perfect for you if they were open to queries. So, um, I mean, I've talked to a lot of new authors and they, you know, they browse the internet, they look on Google, they look for the agents who are, you know, agents to their favorite authors. But a lot of times those websites will not tell them that they're closed queries. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're getting back these rejection letters that they would have missed had they not queried them because they were closed. And they're taking it personally. So make sure that the agent that you query is actually open to queries. And Query Tracker gives you a nice long list. I think there's like 40,000 <laughs> yeah, there. there's. You, I, you can you can narrow it down to your genre. You can narrow it down to your perfect. genre. You can narrow it down to agents that rep specific age groups. There are all these wonderful things that you can do with Query Tracker. Um, I actually went ahead and paid. It's a twenty-five dollar yearly subscription, and Me no, too. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not promoting them in any way, shape, or form, but I love their site. It is so worthwhile. Uh, another one that I would like to mention is if you are busy looking for agents or are starting to put together a list um, is Manuscript Wish List. Um, sometimes they'll have Manuscript Wish List uh, threads on Twitter, but going to the actual site is ideal. It lists out all of the agents and shows what they do represent, what they don't represent, kind of what they're looking for or the vibes that they are looking for. And it's a great way to kind of narrow down your search um, so that you actually are querying agents that might actually be interested in your work. I will say the first time that I was querying, I queried way too early because I thought I was such a good author. I was so good at the time, believe me. I told myself it all the time. Um, but it boils down to the fact that I was really not a great author and my story was not ready to query. I ended up querying, I think, 90 agents with that first manuscript that was so not ready. And it was a very uh, hard learning curve to get my head around. Well, I think that's all, what we all do, right? And that's why we're here. So we don't 
have to have that same. We all don't have to have that same thing. So <clears throat> I think I think it would be a good idea, Jake, for us to over on the on the block um, on our Twitter website should put the the links to um, query query tracker and all those so everyone has quick access to them and they can kind of check it out and look at it. What do you think? Absolutely, I think that's a great idea. Perfect. We'll have Perfect. those posted for you either tonight after the show or tomorrow morning. It'll Just be tomorrow. The- Okay, tomorrow morning. Perfect. Brandon's in charge of that. So it'll be tomorrow morning and I'm totally okay with that. (laughs) So, okay. I mean, this is great conversation and um, lots of great information. So I had a question and it was right there and now it's gone. I don't know what to say at this point. (laughs) That is totally okay. Um, So that is a mood. It came back to me, right? It came back to me. So just as a general rule of thumb, um, and I think I know the answer to this, but let's hear it out loud. And it might be stupid, but this is how we learn. Is it okay to query different agents in the same agency? Ooh, excellent question. And the answer to that is check their website. The biggest thing is, is most agencies want you to query one agent at a time. Okay. Now, some agencies say if they if one agent passes on you, it's a no from the entire agency, which is a really hard one to hear because you might have two or three other agents at that agency that sounded great too. Um, there are a lot of agencies that are kind of getting away from that, which I really appreciate um, because I think if an agent can pick up your story themselves instead of hearing it secondhand from another agent at the agency, it might resonate differently with them. Okay. Now there are, most agencies are going to say only query one at a time, but if that agent passes or you decide to retract your query, you can query another agent at the same agency. Okay. Well, that's, that is good to know because I, I imagine that some newer people querying would be like, no, I'm going to send them to all these agents within this agency, and that might be frowned upon, right? So that would that would very much be frowned upon <laughs> for so many. Cover our bases on that one. Um, so let's say you put in a query and it's you haven't heard anything back in, I'm going to say a month. Do you do a follow up? Okay, so this is where it gets a little bit more difficult. The industry, because of certain dynamics with publishing houses, has really, really slowed down. So if you turn in a query, it is not abnormal for an agent to take anywhere from four weeks to three, four months. Get off it. Shut up. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. Um, And I know that is so hard, especially when you're so excited to have your story out there. Um, But the agents that are out there are just absolutely swamped right now. They have so much on their plates. Um, The agencies will tell you what a standard time is. And then in addition, a lot of the agents themselves will post what their read time is to get back to you on a query, um, how long it will take them to read what's called a partial, where they've asked for like 50 or 100 pages of your story. Or if they have a full, they'll have another length of time for that. So most of the time, if an agent requests a full, that can be up to six months before they get back to you on whether they like that or not. And Brandon, it's no joke. I queried my agent in February the 9th of 2022. He contacted me June the 17th of 2022. Okay. So good rule of thumb is don't just wait. It is. I'd already written him off. I already wrote him as a rejection. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I had one of those same ones where I had already marked it as they didn't respond. 
And after, I think my record right now is 289 days for a response. And it was a positive response, which I was grateful for. Um, but it was, uh, right now, you have to be so patient in traditional publishing, especially with the querying process. Um, it's a little different if an agent requests materials, um, but that's a whole nother ballpark. <laughs> so and do I'm, you... I'm going to say this, Brandon, and go back to your original content, ex minus the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, now follow me on this. It's, it's, it's kind of like um, backdoor, you know, in the dungeon kind of sex they're the dominance you're the submissive you're gonna get whipped <laughs> i have and no you're gonna like it <laughs> i have no comment on that at all at all i i am going to actually add a little bit to that and remind every one of you authors that the agents are working for you and it's kind of, there's a very much a backwards feel to that in the industry where authors are so desperate to get the attention of an agent that we literally are like, pick me, pick me, pick me. Um, but after you find the right agent, that agent is working their guts out to make sure that they can get your book published. They are the ones that are working for you. Okay. Um, I read a statistic a little while ago that I think 65% of authors do not stay with the first agent they sign with. Which was rather shocking to me because in my head, as soon as I queried and got an agent, that was it. It was, you know, this yellow brick road all the way to Oz and everything was going to be so happy-go-lucky. Oh my God, you're so gay. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can I, literally I, see you skipping very, down the road in those heels. Like, oh, he's off to see the wizard. Just let him be. Right. I, you know, as long <laughs> as you let me be happy while I'm doing it, great. Yes. So it would be a good idea to kind of create yourself a tracking sheet. And it says, this is when I sent this. Here's the agent I sent it to. Here's the public. Like, a breakdown so you can see who you've who you've sent it to when you sent it and if you've heard back or not correct so here's the thing that is the route that i went with when i queried my first book like i said way ahead of time it was so not ready i was so not ready um and i had this massive spreadsheet that was all color-coded and had so much information on it um and if you want to know the really fun part? Query Tracker will do all of that for you. Oh, wow. There's, we are not sponsored by them. Let's just. No, we are not sponsored by Query Tracker, but <laughs> that, was, that was such a relief for me this time around querying was that I didn't have to manage an entire spreadsheet and worry about if I had checked the right box and if the person had really passed or when I had sent things, it was so nice to kind of set that aside and say, you know what, this is helping me not be stressed. And on that note, I'd love to throw in that if you are querying, I would absolutely 100% suggest that you have a separate email just for queries. What this does is every time you open your phone, you don't have to be bombarded with rejections or, oh my gosh, I just, I'm so excited. What if they've written back? There's, it's such an emotional roller coaster to be in the query trenches. And it's, it can be really difficult, especially if you're a sensitive person. I have. Did, did you about say twinches? I almost did, but then I corrected it, so you can't make fun of me for it. I, I'm going to make fun of you for it. We I know you are. <laughs> um, the big thing is, is that there are a few simple little things that you can do to make querying so much easier on you mental health-wise. One of those, like I said, is getting a separate email for your queries so that you're not constantly checking it. 
limit the amount of time that you spend on websites or sending out queries. What I ended up doing was saying, I am not going to touch this email and I am not going to send more queries than during the week. I'm going to spe specify a day. And so I picked Tuesdays and Tuesdays were the days that I checked my email, responded to things that I needed to and sent out new queries. Okay. That's a good idea. I like that idea. So, and Again, this is open forum, so if you want to talk, please feel free to jump in here. This hour is flying by very quickly. Um, I know. We only um, have 15 minutes left. It's I know. Crazy. We could talk about this for hours. It looks like Andres has a question. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, feel free. Go ahead. Yeah, how much is this uh, query tracker, and where can we find it? So query trackers, you can find it just by Googling it. And it's $25 for the, like, the advanced subscription, $25 a year. It's a really great bargain, totally worth the money. We're, we're going to put it on our um, Riders Block Twitter page, so feel free to follow us there. And then we're going to put a link on there. Um, is, is there free? There's a free option, I'm assuming. There, yeah, there is absolutely a free option on there, too. You can, you can go on there and look at agents. It can help you find agents that you, wanna, that you want to query. Um, the free option has so many benefits as is. Um, but for that $25 a year, it is so nice to have Query Tracker manage when you sent things, when you got responses, if somebody's open or closed. Um, and a lot of the agencies have actually moved to the sister website to Query Tracker, which is Query Manager. You end up filling an online form to query the agent. Um, and if you query an agent or an agency that has Query Manager, Query Manager and Query Tracker will communicate back and forth and make sure that you have all the updates without even needing to look at your email. Sounds good. Sounds real good. Andres, you have a question? Yeah, follow up. Uh, so does um, uh, does this thing do everything like uh, um, plays, screenplays, besides books? Does it do magazines? Does it do literary so, magazines? Yeah, so Query Tracker is specifically for manuscripts. And, and I believe there are agents on there that that are listed that do screen uh, screenplays as well. It's not a place to find submission information for, say, like a short story. Um, if you want to get something published in a magazine or something like that, it's, uh, it's specifically for agents and agencies that are dealing in book books and media. I will say because they also have a lot of agents that um, are working with uh, not only. Well, with film production companies, et cetera. I advise you just to go on look at it. I mean, you can browse the site without having to do a whole lot other than put in your email address and your name. Yep, absolutely. I and I again, I think it's a really great tool to use to minimize the stress while you're in the query trenches because it can be so brutal to get rejections day after day after day. I had, um, I had another question and it's gone and I don't know. I, I keep forgetting tonight. I don't know what's what going is on. with you and forgetting uh, questions. Jeez. Well, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning, so bear with me. Like, geez. Bear, we will bear <laughs> with you, Brandon. Don't worry. So, um, go ahead. Just, I'm gonna okay, and I know we all know the power of social media. Do do agents look at your social media following? Like, if you have a big following, following so. It's definitely not going to hurt you if you don't have social media or a platform of any kind, unless you are working on submitting nonfiction, in which case you do have to have a platform uh, or it's, it's highly desirable if you have a platform. Um, the social media accounts can be a benefit as long as you are 
using it appropriately. If you're promoting things, if you're a kind human, these are all things that agents want to look at and see that you, you know, that you're not out there threatening to kill people or something. Um, obviously oh, that's a, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not a kind human being, so I'm not ever going to get here. Here's the thing. <laughs> it, you don't have to be kind necessarily, but you've got to think of this. That's a good thing, Jake, because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, see, I see the best in both of you, and so I think you will be just fine. <laughs> so I think um, the key is to stay away from the hot-button topics when you're yeah. on so- social media. Yeah. Um, you know, politics, religion. Just kind of, kind of stay in the middle of of the road, and you'll be fine. Um, I I will say that with social media, it's again, it's it's not going to hurt you to have a large following, but it's not necessary for a an agent to pick you up. That being said, it is a business relationship. They want to know that you are someone that they want to work with. If you are clashing on you know like let's say they're really religious and you're really religious but in opposite directions it might not be the best fit um the the thing is is that these agents are looking at you as a person Mm -hmm. as an author and they are looking at the stories that you write and the stories that you want to tell so you're you're saying let your personality show but keep it pg kind of well (laughs) Not even PG. Just make sure that you're not like bashing people or really belligerent. Nobody wants to work with somebody that is negative 100% of the time and just can't see a happy See, the, see this is why I went independent because I'm just. I, oh, I, I, stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you're... and also, you know, you know as well as I do, Jake. Um, There'll be some writers that'll get on there, and because they got rejected, they'll slam that agent. Oh, you yeah. don't, you don't want to do that. Don't that burn, is very, very don't burn a bridge. Like you don't want to do that. Yeah, we absolutely do want, do not want to do that kind of thing when we are querying. We're trying to stay on the good side of this industry <laughs> if we want to get an agent and get published. So would it be? And we're running out of time very quickly here, and it's st- still a shock to me how quickly these ep- these shows go. Would it be, say, you get a rejection letter? So should you do a follow up to that rejection letter and thanking them? Is that a so good idea? It's at this point, it it might have been very kosher, you know, forty years ago to do that to kind of reach out and say, "Hey, thanks so much." But like I said, these agents are so slammed right now with hundreds and hundreds of queries, another piece of email is not ideal for them. <laughs> it's just one more thing to go through. Okay. Um, it is a nice gesture, um, okay. but the nicer gesture might be for you to hop over on Twitter and say, hey, this agent was so gracious. I did get a no, but I think they're amazing. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a real good idea. Thank you. This has been very, and if anybody else has anything, please feel free to jump in. This is again open forum and it is recorded, right? Yes, we yep, are. It is, right it now. is recorded. So <laughs> if you miss the first part or you have to duck out or something, go to the writer's block here on Twitter and uh, on the block, and uh, we will have everything posted there websites that we talk about, information that you will need. There will be articles about the subjects that we talked about. Um, and obviously, we'll, we will be posting uh, our spaces. And we, we spent a lot of time with those, trying to figure out which ones we dig through, making sure the resources are from reliable sources and not just random. And that goes for all of our informational tweets um, over there. That's that's a good chunk of the week trying to figure out how those are going to work. <laughs> Absolutely. Do we have any more questions from anybody before we start kind of wrapping up a little bit? Uh, I guess I do. It's yeah. Kind of really... <laughs> um, Perfect. So I've been trying to get people to read what I have so far as like a peer review kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. 
but I'm kind of paranoid about handing it to people because I don't know who's going to try and steal my idea. Is that something you guys have ever worried about? So I, I get the, I get the worry behind that. Um, I think in today's world where, you know, documents have timestamps and everything, it's less of an issue than it might have been a while ago. Um, I will say that the, you know, if nobody ever gets to look at your work, then there's never a chance for you to get that work published or polished or anything else. Yep. So as hard as it may be, you might want to just say, hey, I'm going to take a chance. I'm jumping in. Um, find somebody on Twitter who's a good uh, friend or a good acquaintance and just say, hey, you know, like, do you read my genre or do you not read my genre? Um, and take a chance on someone because having those critique partners and those beta readers is so important to getting a finished product. Yeah, I think... Just don't go to a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about this when we were talking about getting and finding beta readers and quality right. beta readers the other day on the writer's block. Um, the big and, thing to remember honest, is... If you don't feel comfortable, you you do have what's called intellectual rights. Like Jake said, that stuff's all timestamped, so you can prove that you, this was my idea first. You have that right on there. Um, and if you, you can always send it to Jake or myself. We're welcome to open, and we're open to beta reading. We enjoy it. Um, we both have different styles of kind of critiquing stuff, but I think it's good, and we've, we've touched base on this frequently because beta reading is a big part of our job, and I think... We've all been there where we're like, I don't want to send this off and it's scary because I don't want someone to steal it. It's just something, it's a hill you kind of have to get over to get that. Yeah, because right email. now the only person that has officially read my work is my wife and oh, I see, cannot that trust any criticism. <laughs> yes, I know. Because all I get from her is, it's great. I love it. No. <laughs> and, that, and that right there is not going to help you get That's better. not going to help put you as an author. Like, yeah, that's... <laughs> It is good to have those people in your life, though, that are cheering you on. Um, I think that's a really big thing that not all authors have, um, is people in their corner that are rooting for them. So I love the fact that you have your wife. Kudos to her, because she's in there supporting you. But let's not pick wives, moms, relatives, unless they're really brutal. Um, pick somebody else who is not super close to you so that you can get honest feedback that is going to help you improve. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I am like, honestly, I, I tell people all the time, like, if you read it, like, if there's something you don't like, please tell me. I need somebody to say something negative. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because yes. that's really the only way that we are going to get better is with constructive criticism. Correct. And, 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 you know, I'm open to beta reading. It's according to the subject matter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and M is really good at that. I can and vouch for I'm, that one. I, I'm kind of mean, so. She is not mean. <laughs> She's not mean. She is very honest in her opinions, and I appreciate that because it helps you become better. That's how we grow, right? Absolutely. Well, I think we need to start wrapping things up here. We're up, we got about two minutes left on the show. I think we need to announce what next week's topic is going to be. I know. What is next week's topic going to be? You were next supposed to write week's it down. Topic. I'm, I'm so excited for next week's um, topic. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, Caroline, I, Caroline I, said dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, Caroline. <laughs> No, it's not going to be dinosaurs. That's it's not not going to be that. <laughs> I I think she's referring to earlier when we were talking yes. about dinosaur erotica, but whatever. So next week's topic, we're going to be talking about banned books and all of that that plays with it. And I I'm just we're just going to talk about it. It's going to be super exciting. It is I... going to be super exciting. I am so excited because there are so many opinions on this, and I think it will make for a great discussion. And, and that's the thing. It, it's for a discussion. It's, we're not going to be bad-mouthing or anything like that. It's just a discussion. Uh, we don't want to do that here. We don't want to 
we're encouraging positivity and helping each other out because we are all in the same community here and we're trying to lift each other up to be better authors, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Please, please, please mark it on your calendars. Join us next week at 7 Central. We will be having the writer's block again every single week on Wednesdays. All right. I think we're we're good. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Good night.